Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is for the first season of Kevin Can F Himself. It airs on AMC in the US and was recently picked up over here in the UK on Amazon Prime as a box set. I've just finished watching the 8 episodes. I did think it was 10 but it's 8 episodes and I'm here to talk about it, here to review it, start off spoiler free. Uh, let's go straight to our rating system. As you can see from the title, I've written must see. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this show. Um, I really enjoyed the idea of it. Um, I think there's some really interesting characters, some really groundbreaking performances, especially from uh, Annie Murphy as Alison herself. Um, I think what this does for sitcoms and comedies and kind of combining that type of you know the multicam sitcom thing with uh dark drama arguably was uh pretty perfectly done i will say and given that that's one of the main things that this show tries to do is have these scenes basically where you've got like a multi-camera uh, sitcom type of thing like a friend or how i met your mother or big bang theory one of them kind of shows so not like uh, the way that new girl is filmed or something like that very much sort of you know your different locations and, and the way they're kind of shot in, in the same way as the three shows that i just mentioned you've got that kind of combined with a dark drama uh i don't know which drama to compare it to necessarily it, it, it did feel at certain points a bit sort of breaking bad-esque um, not in the same way of like the drug dealing stuff of Breaking Bad and the cooking crystal meth, not that sort of thing, but that kind of tension that you can feel uh, as sort of like a um, gritty, darkly lit, dark tone sort of drama. And it literally switches from scene to scene, goes from the sitcom scenes to the drama scenes uh, like that. And sometimes it's literally the change of a room, like a character will go, you usually... Alison herself will go from one room to the other. It will switch to something darker. Usually after an event has happened with the family. Like with Kevin and everything. And she will sort of be on her own. And you'll see her kind of. Her uh, separate reaction to things. But in a more darker sense. And I do, even though I don't feel like multicam sitcoms need a change up. This is really an interesting and massive refresher for that type of idea to combine those two things because if you look at this show on paper which basically is a show about kevin he's like kind of this you know big ego arsehole kind of guy and then you've got allison who is kind of almost the housewife type of role in like a sitcom sort of thing you know get me the beer and you know get me the sandwich and she she's a bit of like kevin's punching bag at certain points and you slowly over the course of the season start to see Alison react to these things that are happening. The way that Kevin is, his behaviour. And I'll get into Kevin as a character himself in a minute. But you very much get to see like... Um, what you basically get to see is uh, the the sitcom sort of scenes, the normal ones. Where Alison's a bit of, again, the, 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 um, the butt of the joke kind of thing or whatever. And sort of the punching bag and like... Everything that Kevin is saying to Alison, he thinks is fine. He's very unaware of his actions. He's very just in his own world. Um, he's forgetful. He doesn't pay enough attention. That typical kind of like um, man of the house that just doesn't that doesn't listen to and doesn't respect his wife kind of thing. Uh, and very much it shows you some some scenes like that. 
and then Alison will leave the room for a particular reason. You'll follow her, and then once you follow her out of a room or out of the house or into just the next area, it cuts to this uh, darker tone sort of scenes and shows sort of like um, what those um, housewife sitcom characters would actually be feeling in those situations and and you slowly get the course of her breaking down and that leads to various other things throughout the season um so yeah i really feel i i mean that the focus here is on allison and on kevin as a husband and wife and uh it's it's really really good it's really really good i don't know if i would call this like top tier prestige television but i would definitely say this is a must see this is one of the best shows of the year at least so far and it's definitely worth uh, worth your time. It's definitely worth watching, I would say. Now, I spoke to David about this show, or I heard him talk about it on Geek Town. But both of those things happened, actually. I talked to, I talked to him about it off the air, and I listened to him talk about it on Geek Town. And he said that there's like a little bit, for, for him, there was a little bit of an adjustment period of like switching between the different tone scenes. But almost straight away, I got what they were going for. And it's not this like to to me it wasn't this sort of tonal clash where it's flicking between too many things too differently. I've spoken a lot of times with TV shows about the importance of structure, which is the way that you essentially put your scenes together. Are the scenes long enough? Are you cutting the scene too quickly? Are you spending too long on one scene? Uh, usually, if your structural uh, aspect of your show is a problem, you're usually not spending enough time on scenes, and then you're cutting too quickly between stuff. Um, but the way, it's almost as if, like, when you see Alison leave a room, it doesn't really feel like a cut to the next scene. It does cut the camera, and then it cuts to, like, a different filtered camera, obviously, with a, with a different visual aspect. But it doesn't really feel like they're cutting to a different scene. Because all that's basically happening is you're following the character leave the room to her own world, in, in a certain ways. Because in a certain way, you could almost look at this show as sort of, when it's the bright have a laugh sitcom stuff that's kevin's world and then when you look outside of you know allison leaving the room to the darker tone stuff that's allison's world and um i can't spoil whether or not kevin is involved in those darker scenes but usually the most of the time uh with the with the with those scenes it's um uh, kevin's usually just involved in the uh, in the sitcom scenes but i'm not going to say if he's got any involvement in in the other scenes as well because uh, that's much more just allison's side but then the thing is with that when you're seeing allison usually on her own or sometimes with other characters in her darker scenes and that's her world when she's going back into a room with kevin uh and then you cut back to the funny sitcom like life is life is good sort of stuff um, that's very much watching not only Kevin in his world, but Alison in Kevin's world as well. And I think they strike a really, really good balance with that. Because um, as I said, it doesn't really feel like when you cut to a scene outside or outside of the room with Alison, it's not a different scene. It's just showing her outside of the room. And I feel like they that, that must have been quite a difficult thing to do because you are having a massive tonal shift. Um so yeah but it's usually it's usually the case where like kevin's saying something stupid something inappropriate or he's forgotten what allison said or whatever the situation is and obviously there's the laugh track involved and it's usually like um any kind of response that allison has back to kevin that's a bit um 
of a fight against him in, in any way, shape or form or, or disagreement, it gets sort of like uncomfortably laughed off. Think, think about if you're in a room with a person you're having an awkward conversation and there's other people there and it's like, oh, we don't want to like, you know, start, we don't want to make a scene kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, but it, it gets sort of, you know, you know, when you're having those moments with, we've, we've kind of probably had those moments ourselves with, with people in real life. Um, where it's sort of you're having an awkward conversation with somebody and in order to avoid making a scene somebody like laughs something off or somebody changes the subject or something like that that's usually what you're kind of seeing but if you observe Alison in those scenes she's she's really kind of like struggling and she's awkward there and she's like not sure what to do and she doesn't really want to make a scene um although there are a few scenes later on in the season I'll try not to get too spoilery here where she starts to try to break that a little bit more and you, you eventually, you basically slowly see that evolve over the course of eight episodes. But I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. It has also been renewed for season two. It was renewed for season two about the same time that the box set dropped on uh, Amazon in the UK. Um, so yeah, I'd really, really recommend it. Um, I think that both, in terms of, like both types of scenes, are done really, really well. They blend together really well. And uh, there's there's some fantastic character work and acting. I mean, I mean, because you got uh, what's his name, Eric Peterson. I don't know if I've seen him in something before. Um, of course, I've seen Annie Murphy in uh, Shit's Creek, which is also a great show. It's available on Netflix in the UK if you want to go and uh, watch that. I don't know about the US. It aired on somewhere called Pop, I think, for the US. But uh, she was really good in that, so obviously I recognised her from there. Um, but uh, Although everybody else's acting in this show is really, really good, um, Annie Murphy's acting in particular scenes, especially for that particular actress, for, for Annie herself, going from the tonal shift of the sitcom, life's good, let's pretend life's good, to make my husband happy kind of thing, and then cutting to a darker room where she might be drinking... And you can see like makeup running down her face, or you know, you, you know, from when someone's been like upset and their face is just a bit of a bit of a mess overall, and like her hair's a little bit messier, her clothes look sort of worse. It's just a sort of drearier, um, darker tone, and um, her acting going from literally, literally going from one room with one tone to another room with another tone, and her switching those acting abilities up. Uh, is really quite fantastic and she's good at doing both things in this show she's really good in both types of scenes and there is a couple of other characters that have to do that switch as well but obviously the show mainly follows Annie or sorry not Annie uh, Alison played by Annie and uh, so she's got she's kind of required to do a little bit more as as an actress in the show in terms of her acting and everything so um fantastic just absolutely brilliant and um as i said i don't think that sitcoms multicam sitcoms need a shake-up but this is a way to do it that really does work quite well and i was speaking to david about this as well i was like do you know any other shows that have kind of done this and neither of us could think of any um so it's a it's a bit of a different type of thing it, it really is quite good and uh, i can't wait to see where they go with the second season considering where the first season ended which i'll get into in the spoilers um but no i've i thoroughly enjoyed it i just kept on watching the episodes and watching the episodes i kept wanting to know what would happen next which is a very basic kind of thing but it did just ha it had that kind of momentum thing where you wondered 
what she what was going to happen to Kevin, what was going to happen, what 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 Allison was going to do about the situation as things got worse, and of course everything else involving the other characters as well. I just I just kept playing the next episodes because this only came out uh, not the Friday just gone, but the Friday before that. Um, so I've uh, got gotten through it fairly quickly. Um, so that's a uh, that's a good sign as well. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm hungry for for more episodes. I can't wait to see what happens next. And it's not going to be a situation where I moan about the amount of episodes. It was really well paced. Um, and uh, you know, eight episodes, forty five. They're about forty five minutes each. The episodes. I can't remember any episodes that are shorter or longer than that. About forty five minutes. You remember? You got to remember? Obviously, it's an AMC show, so they do have to have certain time lengths. To, uh, to fit the advertising in and stuff. So uh, if you're in the US. Obviously there's the AMC Plus streaming service. I don't know if it is on there. But if it isn't. I don't know why it wouldn't be. So you can go and watch it on there. Whether or not you can go to like AMC's website or something. Or an AMC app. Or if you've got AMC on cable. I don't know how that stuff works. Because I don't live in the US. But check AMC in general. It should be on there. It only aired sort of this year anyway. So it's it's relatively it's quite new. Um but uh, check it out on there. Like I said, Amazon, if you're in the UK, uh, check it out on Amazon Prime. Uh, first season is on there, so uh, have a look for it over there. I don't know what else I can say spoiler-free, really. Fantastic show. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I will say, though, if they keep this up for the second season, I will say that this is top-tier television. Um, but I suppose it's one of the things as well where you think, okay... How how many seasons? I don't think that this show could last like eight seasons. I think it's maybe got three at the most. Um, unless there's going to be some other things thrown in later down the line that change the show a little bit. But uh, I mean, it could have been done as a film, but then obviously they want to put some more characters in into it and give the show some some other stuff. Uh, none of which feels like any type of filler, by the way. Um, so it's just sort of a uh, longer form version of that type of story. But uh, second season is, is uh, obviously renewed. But I would get... I don't know if this show could have more than like three seasons. Uh, but we shall we shall see. So anyway, that's my spoiler free part of uh, this review. Let's do some housekeeping. Let you know what else we've been talking about on Entertainment Talk. And then we'll get into spoilers. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. 
and you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film, but it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Okay, recently on Entertainment Talk, um, we're still doing the American Coach, which is for Ted Lasso. Uh, so that's for the Ted Lasso podcast on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, that's up to Season 2, Episode 7. I believe there's supposed to be 12 episodes so far this season, so we're into the back half of this second season so far. That's for Ted Lasso. CW Superheroes for a Flash, we're up to Season 7, Episode 10, at least for the UK. Uh, the Walking Dead's up to Season 11, Episode 2 for our reviews so far. We'll be back talking about Episode 3 on Wednesday. Uh, Monsters at Work is now finished for its first season. That's on Disney+. Plus. That's up to Season 1, Episode 10. Not sure if there's going to be a second season. There might be. There might not be. But uh, that's the first season of Monsters at Work finished. Uh, I did a podcast called Graphic the, the Graphics Obsession, talking about the obsession with graphics in 2021. Obviously, we've got new consoles, or newish consoles. Uh, the PS5, Xbox Series X, what can they do graphically? Um, but really switching the conversation around from that, talking about why graphics aren't really quite as necessary as, say, like, you know, game features, story, character, how you can interact with the world. A uh, bit more of a, an opinion piece kind of thing, talking about why graphics to me just aren't very important, uh, given that I'm playing 1996's Tomb Raider 1. Uh, and obviously you can imagine how that looks compared to games these da- these days. But uh, just talking about other features within games, using lots of different examples of uh, different times I've been impressed with games as well, which have nothing to do with graphics. So just, just uh, talking about that as a discussion piece. Uh, Gaming Talk this week, we talked about Call of, Duty, Call of Duty Vanguard, which obviously is the next Call of Duty game. Uh, there was a gameplay demo shown off at Gamescon. It's going to star Laura Bailey, of course, who was Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Speaking of The Last of Us, we also talked about uh, what they're going to be doing coming up or what they have on in their mind to do. Uh, they did an interview with Game Informer, uh, which you could probably go over to their website and, and find the full interview. Uh, we talked about that. And we also talked about two other games. One's called Stray and one's called uh, Sifu as well which is a fighting game uh so that's week this week's gaming talk and plenty of other thing other things discussed on there as well uh united cast may not beat wolves by one goal to nil away from home uh international break at the moment but may united return this upcoming weekend so september the 11th against newcastle where cristiano ronaldo should be making <clears throat> his uh, return debut uh, for Manchester United. Uh, did uh, my review for Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red. Gave that a don't skip rating. So there was that. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. And you can find us as well on podcast platforms. Alright, going to get into spoilers. So if you've not seen the first season of Kevin Kenneff himself. <laughs> um, then, uh, then yeah, you're going to want to leave now. If you're listening on a podcast player, you can 
close it or press pause or whatever you need to do if you're listening on the website press pause or back or the home page or mute it or whatever you need to do to switch the podcast off because i'm going to get into spoilers um so there isn't any character deaths to talk about none that i can think of anyway uh no major sort of characters that died uh you got robin taylor lord sorry robin lord taylor who was uh, the penguin on gotham he played nick which is basically like a hitman hired by patty and allison to kill kevin uh, of course, there was all the, you know, diner stuff with them, and um, uh, he kept going back and forth between the two different buildings. I've left something in my car, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, he broke into the house at one point, didn't he? It was the end of episode 7, and uh, you hear the gunshots as well. That was, a pre- that was again, a very interesting melding of... Uh, those two different tones. Kevin leaves the room because we know. Obviously, I can talk about it now that we're in the spoiler section. Kevin is never involved with any of the darker toned scenes. There's some slight blending here and there with certain things, like when Allison's talking to Kevin about the gun and someone's broken in. There's a little bit of a tonal change there, but it's still got that same look to it, isn't it? It's not got. It's still got that multicam sitcom kind of thing. The other time I noticed it as well is when kevin does that uh escape room or escape groom i think he called it thing and he's on the phone to Aunt, uh, allison and uh he's trying to get out of this like uh gap or whatever it was in the wall this window or something and there's slightly tone slight tonal changes there but not in the same way of <clears throat> um the the changes with the camera uh there's like slight different tonal changes like with the with the visual aspect of it um, but he's never involved in one of Allison's darker scenes, which again goes back to what I was saying in the spoiler-free stuff. When you get to those darker scenes, that's Allison's world, and then when you go to the sitcom, uh, you know, colourful stuff, that's Kevin's world, and then that shows you Allison in Kevin's world and everybody else in Kevin's world as well. Um, so I I thought that was uh, really really interesting, but the the other melding of those two types of tones, he leaves the room, goes downstairs, the camera then changes again, and then you hear the gunshot and Alice back to Allison's world, and she has obviously no idea what's happened. So uh, that was cool. Um, in terms of characters, uh, I mean yeah, let's talk about Kevin himself. He is an arsehole. He is selfish. He doesn't listen. He is... Everything's got to be about him. Um, And he's just not a great person. Like, you wouldn't even really... Would you even want to be friends with Kevin? You wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't even want him as, like, a guy that you know, necessarily. Um, And this isn't... I I could see some people looking at this story as, like, women are good and men are bad. I don't think it's that type of story either. I think this is showing, okay, the type of guy Kevin is... Is bad... Because not all men and all women are the same, are they? Like you've got different types of women and different types of men. You, you don't have, you don't have. Okay, one gender is just one type of person. Like that's not how that works. Um, but it is showing you. Um, okay, the type of guy that Kevin is, yes, is is a relatively bad person. Um, and look, he doesn't do anything like specifically illegal or bad. But it's just his attitude, and you just wouldn't. It's just he's just not a guy, nice guy, is he? And it really does show you sort of, you know, his inflated ego, and 
he just thinks that the that the world revolves around him the world is him there's even a few lines of dialogue where they're talking about having children and stuff and uh him like hey him saying hey you know if we had a baby it would mean that the attention goes to the baby and not me so it's just showing you what that type of guy is like uh, and then showing you the other side which is Alison who's kind of the victim of all of it but then she arguably comes out the better side at the end of this uh, first season or somewhat on the better side of things I suppose she's still got there's still a lot of work to do so because um, yeah you could argue you know Alison wanting to kill him and Alison cheating on him is worse than what Kevin does but it's Alison reaching that breaking point which is what we're seeing over the course of the season of how Kevin just doesn't respect her at all and how much that is sort of like you know sort of bringing her down and you that's the whole point of at least some of those earlier darker tone scenes the the Allison scenes um which is kind of the point of those so um but it's again it's that kind of thing you go back to what I said earlier as well you think of the way that people talk in the Kevin scenes uh in in the the sitcom Kevin sort of scenes and everybody's kind of agreeing with him everybody's sort of submitting to him and it's all about him and um there's several scenes where like Alison's trying to talk to Kevin or remind him of something or tell him something and he's just in his own little bubble in his own little world and what's funny about that is you do have uh Neil and Pete as well uh I can't remember what relations they are to to Kevin but even they're sort of just going along with what Kevin says. They do ignore Alison as well to a certain point. It's sort it's sort of like you've got Alison is a woman trapped in this guy's world, these men's world. And what I mean by the men's is that the three of them, like she's trapped in their world. Uh, and there's even several several bits of dialogue and scenes where Alison is suggesting something or saying something to Kevin. Kevin is sort of like half sarcastically but also seriously saying like how it's not a good idea or just like how stupid something is that she said and oftentimes Neil and Pete will agree with him and try and side with him and then that's where you obviously get those those transitional scenes where you can see that Alison's had enough even in the the Kevin scenes um and then she goes out into the kitchen or goes out to somewhere else or goes outside to talk to Pat to talk to Patty and you see her having the slow slow breakdown and obviously you see her at work and everything and how that affects stuff uh but again Annie plays that fantastically well just that slow breakdown of a character or of a human I suppose uh throughout the course of the season and that story was told very very well uh cuz I could see how do I say this I could see certain men watching this show and thinking like oh you're just trying to show how guys are bad or you're just trying to show how women are always right and that sort of stuff and I wouldn't say I'm anything like Kevin at all I've never really acted that kind of way um just this this ego inflated disrespectful person um I mean I, I might have not noticed at certain points in my life but um I'd say I'm pretty opposite to uh kevin in that way so as as a guy who's not really like that at all i look at this show in the lens that it's trying to show me which is because then you have different people as well like sam uh 
who were you know arguably a much nicer person and that's where like I could relate a bit more because you're seeing him uh obviously he's the the restaurant owner isn't he he comes into the season later on and um yeah he's trying to tell Alison about how bad Kevin is and that sort of thing so you're sort of siding with Sam and Alison a bit more throughout the season as opposed to Kevin so uh, but yeah, I could see some guys that are a bit more like Kevin looking at this show and thinking, like, it's trying to show how women are, like, whatever, and men are, you know, w- women good, men bad, sort of thing. But, again, it's it's not that simple of a lens to look through as just good and bad, because you have, like, I mean, Kevin doesn't do that many, doesn't do, does he do anything that's nice throughout the whole show? Because uh, some points there, they do show some obviously darker areas or greyer areas with Alison, like when she's getting the pills or when she's getting the gun or she's trying to organise when to kill Kevin. Obviously, those aren't good things to do, but it's the treatment of Kevin that's led her to that and breaking her down over a certain period of time that's led her to that. So yeah, Annie, uh, Annie, Alison does a lot more grey area stuff than what Kevin does, but Kevin's almost just like somebody that's. I don't know, it's just, like, he doesn't specifically do anything, like, illegal or whatever. Uh, apart from, you could argue, with the with the escape room, the way he tried to arguably con people. That's probably one of the wor- more more, more uh, bad things that he does throughout the season. But it's his attitude that Alison is, is fed up with that leads her down that path of doing the grey area things. And obviously, she's got Patty to help her as well, which is cool. So, um... Yeah, that was all really, really good. The way that all those things I just mentioned were done. And uh, it's just fantastic. Really, really is. So, um, what else do I need to talk about for spoiler stuff? Uh, Yeah, Nick gets shot. And then uh, whoever it was that you saw later uh, says that he'll, he'll, like, make it through. Or he'll, he'll wake up at some point. So, that was obviously, like, pinned for season two. Um... Just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of other major things. There's a lot of little things in this series. I guess I could just jump to the ending and kind of talk about what that means for season two, as well. So uh, Patty and Allison have a conversation at the end of the season, and uh, yeah, about just everything that's kind of gone on. And uh, Allison goes into the kitchen in the more comedy sort of scene. Uh, again, one of the one of the Kevin scenes that doesn't have Kevin in it, but Kevin's one of Kevin's worlds, you know. If you get what I mean by what I've been explaining uh, throughout the podcast. Uh, and then, yeah, Neil breaks out of this, I don't know where, is in the, the washing area or whatever it was. He was on top of the washing machine, I think. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he starts to say, like, he's heard everything. And I like the way that they played that scene because Alison's trying to act a little bit like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. and trying to confuse him because Neil's like, not quite that smart is he of a of a character in certain scenes um but and Alison's trying to sort of use that against him in a way that makes sense uh and then it cuts to yeah well, it sort of transitions to one of the uh darker Alison world sort of scenes and there is actually a point where Neil is strangling Alison over the counter because there's wrestling over the phone obviously he recorded something or whatever I don't know that's how did that work? Because the door was closed. He was in a different room. Microphones on mobile phones or on smartphones aren't that good. 
they aren't that good. I don't know what phone he's got, but um, I have no idea how he recorded that actually. But anyway, um, yeah, he says that he. Who knows? Maybe, maybe because of the character that I was just thinking. I'm just trying to work out how that would have worked. Maybe because of the character that Neil is. Maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he could hear the conversation, but like, yeah, microphones on phones aren't that great. I've I've never come across a microphone on a phone that's been good. Not from that kind of range, anyway. Um, I mean, even with this microphone I'm using right now, if you put this in a room and you hit the record button and then you go into another room, close the door, and you talk, this thing ain't picking you up. Uh, it might it might pick up some muffles and stuff, but maybe maybe they're trying to give a nod to that the fact that Neil thinks that he's got something usable, but maybe he actually hasn't. Because Neil's one of the less let's call him less smarter characters on the show, so maybe he thought he was being crafty or something. Um, I could actually see a scenario where like he himself is responding to what Allison and and Patty are saying, but it's just a recording of him speaking or something. Um, I don't know. And obviously, Allison didn't have as much time as I have got to figure that out because she knew that she she thought that she was in trouble but maybe yeah maybe that's the the scenario that um he thinks he's got a recording but he hasn't actually got anything because i don't know how he would have got an audio recording from that far away plus he's got himself locked in a little area anyway <laughs> so i don't know i don't know but um yeah there is actually a point where neil is strangling allison and i didn't like think she was gonna die or anything and then Patty sort of saves the day, smashes the bottle over his head, uh, and then it yeah full full on cuts to one of the darker scenes, which is the first time that Neil is involved in one of those. Because in terms of the darker scene ones, you've got the detective, you've got Allison obviously, Nick, Sam, Patty, and one or two other characters, but those are pretty much the main ones that are all involved. So Kevin, Neil, and Pete, who are kind of their own little man trio group or whatever. Uh, they're never involved in any of those. Um, it's only the other characters. Which I suppose is the ones that Alison would actually trust a bit more. Uh, apart from maybe the detective. I don't know. But uh, certainly in terms of Patty and maybe Nick. And uh, Sam. That she trusts to get things done a bit more. So um, so yeah. But uh, be interesting. Be interesting how Neil reacts to that. Or, or what he does, and Patty sort of threatens him a bit, and says, like, you know, you're not going to say a word to, uh, to Kevin. Um, but even if, like, Neil... Because characters have accused Neil in the show of, like, okay, we, we need to explain this thing to you again, or whatever. If you had a conversation or a scene where Neil is talking to Kevin about what Alison and Patty said... What would Kevin even do with it? Because um, Kevin's not that smart either. Um, and Neil definitely isn't. Um, Pete is a little bit more. But not not, not very much. Um, but I don't know. Because you've got two different things that might happen. You've got the recording of the phone thing. That Neil thinks that he's got. Again I don't think that that recording is going to work. Um... And I don't know, does he try to show it to Kevin, but it's something else? Or during the struggle, it got deleted? Or I I, I don't know. I don't know how that goes. That's going to be obviously a big thing for season two. 
So, but one thing I was going to say in the spoiler-free section, but avoided talking about, obviously I talked about the length of the show and how long it can go on for. You can't kill Kevin too early. Um, obviously there was the threat of him being killed, there was the whole burger thing, and she couldn't put the pills into it and whatever. Um, but yeah, you can't kill, you couldn't kill Kevin in season one of this show, especially knowing it's been renewed for season two. Um, I could see him dying halfway through a final season, and then have like four episodes or so dealing with the aftermath. I kind of thought of how the given that this is this is a bit of a limited premise for the show. I don't know like once you've killed Kevin and whatever or if he dies there's nothing else really you can do with the show. I kind of wondered let's say that um I I can almost imagine a series finale scene where um you've got one of the Kevin scenes, right? And let's say he's like proper taking the piss out of Alison or d- doing his usual Kevin thing, right? And then let's say that you can see Alison just reaching a, a complete breaking point. And then she's got like a knife or a bottle or e- even a gun or something to kill Kevin with, right? And let's say for the first time in the series it cuts to an Alison scene tonally. Kevin's in it with Alison for the first time. And she's just reached a complete breaking point. And she just kills him on the spot, and then that's that. Obviously, it would be the end, be the end of Kevin. And then she gets arrested, but she sort of would look at it as like she's broken out from Kevin's world, almost. I think that could be a way that you could do it, in a way of like, um, sure, she would go into a different world of being in prison, but she's out of Kevin's world. Um, I think that's a way that you could possibly end the series which wouldn't be the greatest thing for Alison but if you're going to end the show on one of the darker tone Alison scenes that would be a way to do it I think because I I can't really see a scene where or or, or imagine an ending where Kevin's alive I think that he will die at some point in the season unless like Alison and Patty or whoever can pin something on Kevin they get Kevin arrested and then like the series ends that way uh, I certainly can't see the series ending where they're just together as they are now, and then that's it. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see, obviously, because uh, it'll be at least next year, obviously, when uh, season two comes out. But I would give this three seasons at the most um, of uh, of time. But then again, it's AMC; they do like to make certain things last longer than what they maybe should. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll come up with a five season arc or something. Um, but I I think that season two could be a bit more of like planning how to get rid of Kevin, obviously dealing with the fallout of what's ever whatever Neil's gonna do next. Uh, and then season three can just be a finish off final season, really, really sort of like tie all the loose ends together. So we shall see. Anyway, that's my thoughts pretty much on uh, Kevin Kenneth himself. <laughs> uh, fantastic show, thoroughly enjoyed it. Groundbreaking performances from uh. From Annie Murphy. Really really fantastic stuff. And uh, it's. Right I'm just going to say this at the moment. I'm not going to spoil what I'm going to choose. For the best and worst of 2021. But at the moment. Elizabeth Moss and Elizabeth Olsen. And Annie Murphy. Are my three contentions. For actress of the year. And I don't know which one to choose from at the moment. Obviously I've just seen this show. With uh, 
uh with annie so it's i need time to like think about that a bit more but those are the three that are in contention for me um for for uh, actress of the year so I, I think they've all done stellar performances so anyway let me know what you think of this series what did you think of the ending do you think do you agree with me do you think that neil hasn't actually got a good recording or any type of recording who knows maybe he didn't even hit the record button maybe his phone was locked maybe he thought that he was doing something else um i mean it's neil you got to think about what neil might be actually doing and what he thinks he's doing so uh what do you think is going to go on there do you think that neil has or hasn't got any evidence i don't think that he does um what do you how long do you think the show can end how do you think that kevin might die do you think he might die do you think something else might happen and if kevin does die and allison kills him what do you think might happen to allison in the future uh, and what do you what did you make of the uh switching between the tones how did you think that worked i think it worked really really well so let me know what you think anyway matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk as a contact page and information in your show notes so get involved let me know what you think uh, that's that. I wasn't actually planning at all to review this show, but uh, I got to about episode six. I had two episodes left, and I was like, you know what? I want to give the show some praise. I have some things I want to say about it. Why it worked, the different thing with the the fresh kind of thing with the tone and everything. Annie Murphy's great. Uh, everybody else did a really good job job in the show, but just Annie Murphy sticked out a bit more. So I just wanted to talk about it, and I thought, hey, I'll just do a season review. So there we go um but there we go for all that uh thanks very much for listening you can find all the content all the other content sorry that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org for tv video games films and Manchester united podcast uh that transfer review uh or transfer wrap-up podcast i talked about on wednesday didn't get done on thursday obviously it should be happening tomorrow i've been talking to the person i'm going to co-host it with uh, or should be co-hosting it with um and it should be happening tomorrow no guarantees but look out for that tomorrow as well and then of course more walking dead stuff more gaming talk there's the playstation event this week we are going to be moving our show gaming talk show from tuesday to thursday this week so that we can talk about playstation's event because it looks like something a bit uh, a bit more substantial so uh, look out for all that shang chi's out as well i'm hoping to see shang chi on tuesday so look out for reviews of those and just other content that we've got tv video games films and manchester United podcast so take a look out for all of that on entertainmenttalk.org and you can also find us as well on your favorite podcast platform just search for entertainment talk and subscribe to the feed of your choice for all of that um that's everything if you like what you've heard and want to support more of it that'll be great you can either just like i said listen to more episodes entertainmenttalk.org find us on podcast platforms uh, you can also tell other people that might be interested or even if they're not just tell them anyway uh tell them about what we do where they can find it uh, word of mouth social media the website podcast services all that kind of stuff tell them about all of that and our content social media facebook twitter different facebook groups whatever you'd like to use from that tell people about the content um and a uh, patreon there's the one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast review options take a look at those if you'd like to as well uh, as i mentioned david of course from geek town geek town ek and geek town radio look out for all that that's for your tv and film news if you're not if you want to know about renewals cancellations casting news you know your tv and film news uh check out all of that as well find out what's on tv in the next week or what people have been watching that sort of thing geektown.co.uk geektown radio those come out on tuesdays by the way geektown radio episodes look out for those bex is still streaming very regularly over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there doing some really really great stuff so just go and give her a follow go and support her work 
You can also find me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for all my different video game streams. Recently finished Cyberpunk, streamed uh, Last of Us, finished all of that. Uh, so you can find more of those things, some Call of Duty streams as well. Uh, if you miss any of those archive streams, you can find them later on YouTube. They're all up to date at the moment. Actually, they're not. I need to put the Call of Duty one up there. They're mostly up to date on YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.